Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our King, Jesus. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I'm super excited that you have joined us here today. I'm talking to a friend that I've really admired for, for a while, especially in the summertime, because I'm talking to Mr. White Boy Summer himself, Noah Alvarengo. How's it going, buddy? Going well. Hey, did I get I your name? I got your last name right, I believe. Uh, you were close. You close. Alvar- Alvarengo. You said Alvarengo. Oh, okay. Alvarenga. And man, I just it's literally right. wrote it down. Look, a, look at a, that. It, a, it's it's a, an A. I read it as an O. Yeah. Anything anything past Texas is all just one giant Mexico to you white boys anyway. So it's all it's all the same. That's right. <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's go ahead and pray and ask the Lord's help. And then we're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun in this conversation. No, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for a brother and a new friend and all you're doing in his life. And I'm just excited to get to know him. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. So just bless this conversation. We wanted to honor you and to be helpful to other people. That's what we want. And we trust you're going to help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, before we get to know you, everybody, just want to remind you of the Shepherd's Crook membership. If you want to be a a member of the Shepherd's Crook for five bucks a month, you can do that. And that gets you content for the year. I'll send you a thumb drive with all the content at the end of the year. I'm trying to make you owners of content, not just subscribers, not just getting access, but actually some ownership over some material. Whether you use it or not, it's good to be able to have something that's that's a hard copy of something in your hand, in your desk. And also, if you are a $5 member a month, you can get a subscription to the newsletter that will come directly to your mailbox, uh, wax seal on the envelope. And I try, I try to make it interesting for you. And uh, if you want to be a part of that, just message me. Also, if you haven't yet, make sure and check out the Sons and Slaves podcast that I'm launched with my sons. Me and my boys are hosting a show talking about the, about boyhood and the process of becoming a man also talking about fatherhood along the way. So if you've not yet subscribed to that podcast, please check that out without any further ado. Noah, why don't you just go ahead and bring us up to speed, brother. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and then what it is that you do. All right. So who I am, I am, uh, like you said, I'm Noah, uh, Twenty turned 26 years old a little a few weeks ago. Uh, husband to my wife, Sarah, father to my son, Caleb. Uh, I live up here over in the... The great state, frankly, the best of New- <laughs> of of New York State. I've been living here my uh, my whole life. Uh, we certainly have fun with uh, the way our government runs up here in New York, but that's a that's a topic for a different day. Uh, for what I do for work, I do, I've been doing electrical work for about nine years now. Uh, I did major. I had originally been pursuing a, a pastoral position for a few years. Um, I ch- changed. Due to some various events happened in 2020 and 2021, especially, uh, I would say, kind of the final nail in the coffin that was one of uh, Eric Kahn's episodes over at the Hard Men podcast, uh, The Softening of the American Pastor. That one really... Um, that was great. That was a great... I, Eric, if you ever listened to this, and I've probably said it to you before in, in, in tweets or whatever, I've, I've probably listened to the episode over a hundred times. It's saved directly to my phone and... Whenever, whenever I'm on a job site and I don't have internet, I, I'll give it a re, I'll give it a re-listen because it's right there. So, um, so since then I've been uh, further focusing on the electrical 
uh, electrical work. I've been in the electrical program for the past uh, year or so. And I, I have the skills of a journeyman. It's just to the state of New York. I don't have the the fullness and the knowledge of the code of everything. So I've been, been going through that lately. Uh, as far as uh, online presence and whatnot goes, um, I would say since high school, uh, a youth leader, a youth group leader of mine, he had encouraged a lot of us back in youth group. Uh, I think it was a freshman at the time when he had this conversation with me. He had encouraged a lot of us to really use our social media to uplift, to encourage others, whether it's verses and, and whatnot. Uh, and I've kind of continued with that mindset since then. Um, I would say during the Trump years and then 2020 with with COVID, woke pastors being more public and so on and so forth, it, it took a more quote unquote political uh, side to it and more cultural side to it not just not just encouragements anymore but also some jolly brawling if you will mm -hmm. uh, and and in the in the midst of that that was when I started to create my own memes and whatnot uh, I've been just learning how to edit it some of some of them were like the very like low quality <laughs> sort of memes where you just take a template off of google or something like that and you just add some words to it to um a couple of videos and whatnot or just nicer edits that I've, I've started to make as of late and uh yeah and then what in the midst of that white boy summer has been i wouldn't say i'm the uh uh, uh like the, the leader of it i think i'm just one of the few white boy summer meme makers who isn't anonymous okay gotcha <laughs> a lot, yeah a lot of people attributed it to me well, who, who is the king white boy summer? I mean, the leader it, or did they have to stay anonymous? I'm sure you know. I know who he is and who he actually is. This year, he's not doing too much of the memes uh, just between work and family and other decisions that he's made in his life and power to him. Um, but uh, he, uh, he he has stepped down. There's another gentleman who's kind of come into the fray as of this year. And he goes by white boy summer meme king on okay. Twitter. So okay. there's also him. Uh, Eric, Eric Khan and, and Brian Sauvé last year on their Kings Hall, they called me the president of White Boy Summer, like the Mexican president or something to that effect. So I now, were you was... on the show with them? Were you on the Kings Hall with them? I have not been, but <laughs> it, it, it was it was really funny that they just suddenly started just dropping my name on, on their show. And I'm like, guys, I'm just an Algerian. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a lot of fun, the whole White Boy Summer thing. It, it's, it, been, it, it's been fun to watch. Right from afar you know you, you've got the attention of doug wilson you got the attention of everybody in the last three years so it's just been fun especially because you're a mexican dude too so i mean like <laughs> it's like i do have to clarify that because last, i remember it was it was it was con suave and burkholder they're like yeah noah's mexican i met them in person at the at the at foster's county for a country last year mm -hmm. i was able to go down with my family and i and i cornered eric and and and, uh, and brian i was like you guys you know i'm not actually mexican right they're like what you're not i'm like no i know all those brown people look the same but i'm not actually mexican i'm <laughs> uh, my mom's colombian and my dad's from el salvador so you know i, I got a mixture of different uh, different flavors of brown if you will gotcha. But, um... <laughs> gotcha well thanks for the clarifying point there but it ha it has been fun just watching and and interacting a little bit with what's going on and trying to be a part of the discussion at least on the outside looking in the last couple of years and it's just been fun and funny to see the back and forth and the the, the the confusion back and forth with people let's let's back up though rewind a little bit so i'm from illinois and i've, I've made sure and fixed this shirt so i've i'm from southern <laughs> illinois if you can't see i've drawn a line on this yep. shirt that i got at a thrift store the oh, other yeah. day 
but uh, so Southern Illinois is its own state, basically. And so we deal with a lot of the same things that you deal with being in New York. And it's it's just a weird thing to be in. I mean, it's a weird state to be in. We've we found a, a group of people that we absolutely love. All our families here. Southern Illinois has just been my life, except for a few years in Tennessee. So I get how it is, man, living in a blue state and being really frustrated. And and I tell you what, you you, you start to feel the tension of the north and the south in, you know, the 18, you know, up until 1860s where you're thinking, why are we dominated by the cities? And they're thinking, why are we dominated by the north? Not to get into that conversation right now, but you definitely feel that, that, that tension and, uh, and that frustration. And uh, so, man, I, I know where you're coming from, but it uh, sounds like you're you're living faithfully and, and trying to do what you can in the midst of a lot of crazy. Yeah, certainly, certainly trying to. It's been. It's been a blessing with um, uh, some of the churches around here. Uh, I can very, very much say are are not good. Like the church that we uh, came out of back in 2020 and 21. And that's a whole other story doesn't need to be gone into. But uh, some of the other churches around here, like uh, some of your listeners may know him, uh, John Harris. I mean, he's his his church is not too far from where I live. They're, they're doing, it's not necessarily John's church, is it, uh, his father's the pastor of it, but they do some good work over there. The church I've been going to locally, it's a small little Presbyterian church. I believe it's in the PCA, but they're, they're doing good work. They've met, met some cool people, some younger folks who we've been, my wife and I have been becoming friends with as of late. We were just over their house. Um, we were just over their house last Sunday. We did like an, after church, all of us were like, none of us have plans, none of us have plans. So we all just like did an, a little impromptu get together shots and nice. guns a lot of people have been making comments about my gun listen guys i live in new york there's only so much you can get away with uh, with how you build ars <laughs> yeah very um but uh yeah it's 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 it's, it's been a good it's been a blessing yeah very cool now you said that you had been pursuing pastoral ministry that's on hold so is that on hold indefinitely or is that something you're still pursuing right now it's um it's on hold the goal for Myself and my family, as of late, has been to continue to pursue the electrical stuff. Uh, I would like to get my uh, journeyman. I know that with once you have your journeyman, you can either um, it's basically an, it is your electrical license essentially, and you can start your own, you know, kind of service electrical company, a residential, get a you know, mm-hmm. get the whole van or whatever, and, and start kidding yourself out. And there's different fees and and whatnot associated. You got to pass the the test for your county and then you have to meet different code requirements for new york new york um insurance on your all, all these different things associated with so that's one option versus continuing to work for someone else which uh-huh. it has its benefits and has its drawbacks so i'm still sorting that out but i definitely would like to a lot of the conversation in the circles that you know that we're in from guys like cr wiley john moody and whatnot a lot of it mm-hmm. has to do with you know building a business, being on, making yourself uncancelable, yeah. uh, having things to pass on to your kids. That's, that's something I've been very uh, honed in on. Uh, so that's, that's one reason why I, I continue to pursue electrical so, uh, mm-hmm. so hard these yep. days. Um, I would, I, I, I would also say that even if one day I do become a pastor, it's, it's just a great skill to have to fall back on. I know yeah, guys absolutely. like, uh, I know guys like Michael Foster have talked about it, like the bivocational, tri-vocational pastor, yeah. um, where he can speak the truth more clearly because he knows that, hey, if these elders try to fire me, well, guess what? I'll go make more money welding or being an electrician yeah. elsewhere while you guys keep living in sin. So it's kind of like, I, I like that mindset. I would like to yeah. have that for if, if one day I do 
go pursue the ministry, uh, you know, pastoral ministry, I should say. Right. Yeah. So uh, is it a five-year journeyman there in New York? Yes. The, the yeah, apprenticeship so process. I, yeah. I think right now I have, um, they, th because when I started the electrical program, uh, where I, where I've been going, I had already had about eight and a half, almost nine, I think about eight and a half when I started years in the trade Okay. The schooling, they, they, not, they knocked a few months off my schooling. So instead of five years, uh, they knocked it down to like four and a half, which okay. is better than nothing. So I think right now I have another three and a half years or so to complete. So gotcha. Very cool. Um, okay. One more rewind and then we'll jump into white boy summer. So uh, that softening of the American pastor episode by Eric Kahn was one of the best episodes I've heard of anything over the last five years. I mean, it was just absolute dynamite did a phenomenal yes. job. Same boat, man. I haven't listened to it a hundred times, but I've probably listened to it four or five times. So yes, I'll, we'll make sure and tag Eric in this so he knows that he gets, gets a shout out in this episode. But uh, but now let's get into the fun stuff. So why White Boy Summer? Why jump into that and cause the ruckus that you guys have caused? <laughs> um, well, I, I would I would have to talk about some of the things that helped get White Boy Summer started, at least for some people, uh, some detractors factors and accusers would like to say oh you guys are drawing off of that uh chet hanks song and and uh yep, i've heard that it's so unbiblical and whatnot we have nothing to do with that song and whatnot like it, it's just it's such a asinine point that we don't even really deal with it too much well have you heard from. tom mcdonald's white boy summer song <laughs> i really don't okay. <laughs> I, that really hits don't. hard but it's rough man <laughs> i'm not one who listens to I don't know if you can hear the clock. That is not, I don't really listen to rap. So <laughs> yeah, okay, gotcha. not, not my cup of tea. I listen to uh, a lot of metal and, and kind of, I would say pop music. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so I, the, some of the foundations to white boy summer as a meme propaganda campaign, if you will. Um, I think he's a gentleman that, you know, Scott Tungay, his old yeah, podcast. Good buddy uh, mine. Yeah, his old podcast, Courage My Lads. Um, I don't think I could name every single episode that I listened to that helped influence it, but a lot of his uh, his, his mindset of having, uh, and I've tried to show this, we, I should say, have tried to show this in some of the memes of having gangs of men, men who are there to love their people and their place, and not in the sense where it's a... a a hate that you have to hate other groups. I think mm -hmm. the example that Scott used to use was just because I have a special love for my wife and children doesn't mean I hate everyone else's wife and children. Yeah. But at the end of the day, those natural affections are going to be more for my own wife and for my own kids and, and so on and so forth. So I really like Scott's example of that. I would say some of it is kind of the some of some of the argumentation and thoughts that have been going into the Christian nationalism debate these days, whether it's on on race, what makes a nation. Um, uh, we talk about loving neighbor. Who is my neighbor? Great book. If you guys haven't picked it up, I don't know if it's out. I, know, I think they've been working on, a, on a, some new stuff on that book. But and who's that? Uh, that uh, Daryl Dow and Thomas A. Cord. I know, okay. that I know that second name, some look at it with infinity, but he's a, he's a very smart man. Um, so their, their book, Who Is My Neighbor? And it's not really a book book in the sense of here's their argument. It's more of a collection of, of quotes and verses and ideas of different gentlemen 
throughout history, Western civilization, and them talking about natural affections. Uh, some, some, some of that gets drawn into this. Um, another thing that would say that helped start it would be that uh, me personally, I know others have, have well have seen this, but there's a very huge move for uh, like an anti-white push that, especially with white males, I would say, but whites in general, Mm-hmm. where we need to push i don't know if you hear my son that's all right hey i had to jump out of here it's okay <laughs> yeah i think my 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 wife's got him but um yeah there's been a a, a huge anti-white push to to, to just kind of tamp down white men to keep them from excelling uh to, to to keep them from even when they're competent and qualified they can't get the promotion and and so on and so forth all the media and movies it's they're the villain they're the bad guy they're the backwoods guy who doesn't know better and it's really the the mexican or the immigrant or the refugee especially if she's like a woman and paraplegic and trans then that's really the one who's going to uplift them and teach them so you, mm-hmm. you see that push um and I've, I've 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 spoken to enough of whether it's local white boys who i know personally or guys online to see that there there was there was a need for encouragement for in the in the right wing sphere if you will it's we call it white pilling and not necessarily because mm-hmm. of the skin color if, if if folks are familiar with the movie uh, the matrix a lot of people drew from that and got the red pill and the blue pill they also came up with black pill so when you're like super despairing and 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 um when you're super despairing and whatnot, uh, you know, you have the black pill, but when you're trying to uplift and encourage, uh, you have the white pill. So we, we were like, we need a lot of white pilling for these for these guys to encourage them. So with that birthed white boy summer, I think it was, at least as far as our involvement, you know, the gang that I meme with, I think we got started May 12th or 17th of last year, I think is when we really... okay took off and then so, you know some folks who, some folks who watched us they saw a meme more that happened like a month or two later yeah it really started before that in may okay so there there was interesting things that did develop from that so you got doug wilson calling you guys white boy dumber um and he's called I, us many names yeah i i love doug wilson i really do and I, even through that and just the spats back and forth between you guys which i think often is just a talking pa- past one another kind of thing but uh I, I mean, I love Doug Wilson. I really do. And I agree with him on most most uh, most things that I've seen. And I think in, in articulations, even with Scott, I've had some some really good conversations with Scott. And I've really appreciated even even recently, we've just had some even disagreements in conversation and then just working through it thought, OK, wait a minute. I, OK, I see see where you're coming from. And I've just tried to listen from afar. And, you know, I, I like a lot of things that have, have been said by people that would be on your side and on Doug Wilson and his side. And I, I like I said, I think there's just a lot of confusion there. So what, what do you think, why do you think it reacted, people reacted so strongly, even up to Doug Wilson and, and everybody in the whole Kenism conversation? And why do you think there was such a strong reaction to White Boy Summer and all the memes and everything? I, I One of the things that I would say is a lot of folks on the right-wing conservative side have been trained by the liberal mindset. I call it liberal frame maintenance. Um, 
so folks are familiar. I think it can, the term using frame the way I'm using it, I think it like manosphere guys have used it. Like you're, you're stepping into someone's frame of argumentation and whatnot. So I think a lot of folks have stepped into the liberal frame and without even knowing it are going in to defend it. And one of the tenets of the liberal frame is you can't be quote unquote pro-white. You can't encourage whites. You can't view whites as a group you can you can and you can't celebrate any victories of whites and and their distinctive groups and their natures you can't even poke the only thing you can really do is push them down um and so i would say folks without even realizing it um i would say wilson and others kind of did the same last year um in particular he they've kind of uh, not done that as much this year, but um, yeah, they did. Well, especially with a recent post that he just made that was basically your guys' argument from the year before. I forget the name of the post, but there was a post that was just like, well, that's exactly what the, the you know, prefer, no, not necessarily preferring to the exclusion of others, but this natural affections that you have for your family or friend or your family or your, your people that are closest to you. And there not being anything wrong with that. And, yeah. you know, clearly if, if there's hatred or animosity or, uh, that sort of thing that rises up against anybody that's different than you or color culture, anything like that in a wrong or negative sort of way, that would be problematic. But, you know, taking care of your family is, I mean, a first Timothy five command to take care of yourself, your, your family, and even your relatives, or you've denied the faith and you're worse than an unbeliever. There is, there's preferential treatment to those who are entrusted to you. So he did a really good job, I think, laying out some of the arguments that have been laid out over the last year and a half but have been raged against and argued about. And it's just kind of been difficult to kind of move some of the debris and say, well, where's the major disagreements here? Um, I, I think yeah. some, some of the some of the fear is like, okay, well, if you say that a white person and a black person can't get married, then, you know, uh, then, you know, racist kind of thing or shouldn't get married or that sort of thing. And I think that's the fear in all the conversation maybe is this the ethnic and the white and the black and all that animosity that's just going to continue to get stirred up or something. But Which um, I find to be really funny that that is the big fear and the big retort against white boy summer has been like well you guys don't like interracial marriage and blah 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 um as i've re- as, as i've already said and joked about the <laughs> podcast i am not white uh, um, right right um and i'm married to a white woman my son i call him my little white boy he's my little half-breed child <laughs> he's got he's got most of my features but he got he has my wife's blonde streaks that come okay down. but like it, it's and it's really funny because some of the other folks in our white boy summer circle for example uh, a gentleman by the name of samuel he put out a very great video uh to kind of help kick us off this year um he's also in an interracial marriage and some of the other guys same thing so it's 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 funny there's certainly guys who are kinists who uh, are you, I would say would be quote unquote in our circle, but that we are all just automatically against interracial marriage at every, it's just, it's just, it's really dumb to me. Yeah. Um, I, you can certainly make a case for it. Like my, my wife and I, we were reading Nehemiah and Ezra uh, recently Um and both Nehemiah and Ezra at different points in, in, in their accounts talk about how they're going after the people 
uh, in, I believe it's in the city of Jerusalem, like you guys are committing the same sin as Solomon and marrying the people, the women of the lands and marrying your, your, your daughters off to their sons. And you're doing the same thing Solomon did, which got the kingdom destroyed. You can certainly make a case for it, mm-hmm. but that's not like, you're not going to find one of our memes to my knowledge. That's like, how dare you? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, I, I yeah. find it, I find it. Well, and I think in the whole conversation in the last few years, I've really been freed up just to talk like adults. I mean, we can have diff- differing opinions and views and I'm not personally, I've heard a lot. I've heard from some people in, in that sort of camp that would, would be hard line, like no, no interracial marriage at all. And I'm of the camp that there's, there's one, you know, race, multiple ethnicities and, you know, all tribes and tongues are, are, are you know, purchased by Jesus on the cross and yet not all cultures are equal in God's common grace and God is not egalitarian in in the way he has blessed every tribe, tongue and nation uh, and to various degrees. And not all cultures are equal when it comes to godliness or or vileness. So but I, I think we should be able to have these conversations as grownups and, and not be weirded out by them. So we, we can have some dis, you know disagreements here and still come to the table and, uh, you know, without freaking out. And I think that's what's been you know, for, for some reason we can have a ton of conversations we couldn't have had five years ago, but this whole thing about color and culture thing is still one of those that is very difficult for people to have. Yeah. I I think another piece to it too, is a lot of folks reduce race and ethnicity, whichever term you want to use for, I'm not a stickler for the term, um, whatever term you want to throw on it. A lot of people reduce it simply to skin color and it's so much more than that because i mean this is one of the argumentations that even people during the war between the states use is that those white guys up north those yankees uh they're like a different race than us they're different people they have a different culture yeah we all speak english but we are we're we're different and we don't want to be ruled by these people who have these differences and these beliefs and there's a bunch of different stuff to the i'm uh uh I know more about it now after the past two or three years, but I'm not, you know, I'm not John Harris or some of these other gents who know the fullness of the history of, of, of that war. But that was one of their argumentations. Like, yeah, we're diff- We're the same skin colors, but we're different. So I think it's mm-hmm. a huge mistake when people boil the whole argument down to skin. I, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's incredibly, you can go talk to, a German and then a Frenchman and then an Englishman and then these guys. And there's going to be a, a, there's going to be a common bond because obviously the tribes that eventually created these distinct groups, similar, similar tribes and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but they're still different. Yeah. Right. So here's a question for you. So now, I mean, this year you said it's kind of ramped down quite a bit where last year it was ramped up about the, not necessarily animosity, but the conversation at least that was, you know, to a negative degree, basically, you know, what I, I love Doug Wilson um, for his, he does have a fatherly way about him. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm not sure, but I'm assuming that you guys still, and that you in particular still have a, a, an appreciation for him. And, a, and But yet in that appreciation and respect, it didn't stop the white boy summer memes. So is the white boy summer meme life, is that here for the long haul to encourage, you know, Christian white dudes for the long haul? Like what, what's your, what's your plans personally? And how do you see this continuing to be, you know, in, in your mind, hopefully an encouragement to guys that, you know, listen in and, and watch? Yeah, I, I've often said that White Boy Summer is, un, is unstoppable. It's undefeated. 
and it has no end date in sight is how I usually okay. like to say it. So as far as that goes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep going. A big piece to it is that it's, yes, it's seasonal and, it, and it obviously, as the name suggests, it is a lifestyle. Uh, it's rooted in the truth that when, you know, when God created the world, he declared it all to be very good. And, he, and that included the white boys. So to me and to the to other guys who are involved with it, that alone is enough to have to have joy and to celebrate. And like you said, the different common graces and whatnot that God has poured out on different peoples, that's enough to, to be thankful and grateful for those things and not to constantly hang guys' heads in, in shame over it. So as far as the extent of the encouragement continuing, absolutely. So let me go, let me ask a question, but let's boil it down yeah. to this then. Okay. So is white boy summer basically, so if it's good to be black, if it's good to be, you know, black and brown that people talk about, if it's good to be fill in the blank, whoever else, it's good to be yeah. uh, an Indian, um, American Indian. And I don't, I don't say native Americans. I, I refuse. Um, but <laughs> if it's good to be all that, if, if then it's good to be white and it's okay to say that. So is white boy summer basically just saying it's, it's good to be white. It's okay. Like you don't have to be ashamed. I would okay. say if you wanted to boil it down into the TLDR, yes, that would be it. That would be it. Okay, I don't even know what TLDR is, man. I'm I'm out of the loop. I was telling I was telling my wife like I, there was some kind of phrase. It took me for a while because Scott and some others started saying the word "based," and I was like, "What the heck is that?" Like two or three years ago, I kept hearing it, and I was like, "What is this word?" And I like look it up. So I, you're gonna have to bring me. I don't know what, what TDLR. To, so bring me up to speed. What's that? <laughs> TLDR means too long didn't read. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I've been hit, I've been hit with many TLDRs because uh, I used to write really, um, especially when I was more focused on social justice issues. I used to write really, really, really long posts. Okay. To the point that some people were like, "Why don't you just start a blog?" But that's a different topic. But I was just like, they would just be like, "That was way too long to read." I'm like, I just have a lot to say. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, uh, so is there any chance of white boy fall or white boy winter, or is this just an exclusive summer thing? We <laughs> we did try to do white girl autumn last year, and okay. um, just the, the white girls really weren't about it. You know, <laughs> they were they they were. I mean, to, 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 I mean pumpkin spice my, and hay rides. I mean, right? My my wife put it this way. She's like, I was too busy like taking care of our son and and learning how to bake and whatnot to be in the meme. So I was like, fair. I'm like, all the white boys are also busy working the one 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 of the accusations that some have thrown our way is that we're just like unproductive schlubs on the internet and i'm like no these some of these guys are studying for for seminary some of these guys are working like i said i do electrical last year was really a busy year for me too i had it was the first year of me being a foreman for the company i work for uh on top of uh some of the side jobs that i was taking on so some days i wouldn't be i would be out of the house by five or six in the morning and i wouldn't be home until like 8 p.m. and still yeah. folks like to say oh they're unproductive so I was like I don't think you know what you're talking about yeah um so on and so forth but I think we did white boy Christmas last year that was kind of that yeah. one went kind of kind of went down pretty well I told the boys like we should do Latin boy spring because my parents <laughs> are always my parents are always asking like when are you gonna do brown boy summer yeah and like doesn't have the right ring to it but latin boy spring i like a little better that's good <laughs> well hey listen we are going to switch gears a little bit i'm going to give you an admonition and anybody else that's in the white boy summer crew i've never posted a white boy summer meme i've liked a few here and there and have I've giggled and laughed at a lot of them 
very much appreciated many of them. But my only caution would be in pendulum swings, there's always the tendency or the the real possibility that in trying to fight for white boys, that you actually become preferential of white boys in a negative way. So it is a good thing to say it's good to be white and it's okay to be white, but it is a bad thing to say it's superior to be white. And so I would caution those that are moving from one pendulum swing to the next. That there's always a there's always a tendency to go too far. And so make sure you you do a good thing and don't get into something that is is wrong. And I, I think it is a possibility for for guys that are saying, wait, it is okay to be white. It's good to be white to get into uh, the position to say, and it's better to be white. And I think that is a a, a noted caution that should be received from some folks. What, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's a needed caution or, uh, or, you know, no, not really. I don't think that that's going to be an error that anybody could, could get into. What do you think? I I'm, I'm in the middle of that. Like I, I could see some folks needing that caution in the sense of like when a guy becomes Calvinist, he has his cage stage period for a year or two. So I could, I could, yep. I could see it for, for some folks. And then I could see the other half where, um, I've never needed someone to tell me to tamp down and not enjoy the fact that I'm Hispanic and that we have the foods we do or the music we do and so on and so forth. And and there's different ways where I'm the, I'm the defective Hispanic. Cause I can't, I can't speak I, my ability to speak the language. Not very good. Uh, I can cook the food. Great. Uh, I can dance the, the culture. Okay. So some in that sense, but I've never needed someone to tell me you can't love your Hispanicness too much or you're going to be an idolater. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I, I, I've never had a TGC-esque article pointed <laughs> right. at me, but the white boy, <laughs> and you actually even have it with other groups too. Like if you are desiring to get married, you're going to make it an idol. If you're mm -hmm. desiring to love your people as a white guy, you're going to make it an idol. And, and you know, these different TGC-esque and I'm not saying you're doing that, but I've 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 heard that I've heard that from people who have uh, rebutted or you know retorted against white boy summer. So I'm also on that side where it's like all these other groups have never needed you to say don't love your people in place. Yeah. But as soon as it's the white boys, suddenly that that caution is needed. So I'm I'm. Somewhere I, in the middle. I, I mean, I, I'm in the middle kind of. There. Yeah. Well, I, man, I'm with you where I don't think it's it's wrong. I, I get exactly what you're saying. And and yet, if you were, at, you know, from your spot saying, yeah, I'm better than you because I'm I'm Hispanic or I'm I'm half half this and half that. I forget. Puerto Rican Dominicans. And, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm we and we are better than white people and better than everybody else. Uh, just by the fact then, then I would say, like, all right, dude, pipe down. It's good to be yeah. what you are and who I, you are. And I hear that too. And I don't know, I've heard it between my parents where they'll take a dig at each other. Again, my mom's Colombian, my dad's from El Salvador. And even them married, love each other, have kids together, whatnot. They still kind of take digs at each other. They're like, yeah, you dirty El Salvadorians who live in the dirt. And my dad will do the same to my <laughs> yeah. mom. Yeah. I've seen guys do it with little, I say little, cause I'm not, into, I'm not super into sports uh, and whatnot, but guys will do it with their teams and whatnot. I think you're always going to have this, sense of superiority and supremacy you know people will be scared that i use the word supremacy but you're always gonna, people are going to have that sense like i'm going to say that my family the alvarengas are better than your family in a sense but i also don't hate you because yeah you i know what you mean you know it, it's like if i'm telling people to come 
uh, hire the employer who I work for so we can get a job, I'm going to talk up our job saying, yes, such and such an electric company. We're the best in the Hudson Valley. Come hire. We do great yeah. work, by the way, folks. If you live around here, I guess you <laughs> But <laughs> Go ahead and throw your phone number out there or your contact. Yeah, I'll put it in the Shane show notes. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to talk up my team and talk about as if we really are the best. But at the same pace, especially having worked for the company I work for or living in the family I do and so on and so forth, I know all of our, all of our faults. I know that we do this and that and X, Y, and Z and that we sin this way and then we do this and we do this wrong and we could probably have this paperwork better at the company. I yeah. know all those things, but if you're going to hear me talk about it, more than likely, I'm going to talk it up as if we are the best. And I, I'm yeah. going to assume the other folks would be doing the same. So yeah, I get it. And you know, I think, the, I think it's an extent you can't escape it. <laughs> well, and I think the, the fun thing about that is we should be able to be making fun of each other as well. You know, like yeah. make fun of a white dude, make fun of a Mexican dude for being such a good roofer or something like that. And <laughs> two, whites don't, two whites don't make a wong as Eric was saying the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we can just, man, how great it would be if we could just make fun of each other like that and, and nobody get offended. Um, yes. But uh, a lot of fun. Hey, we want to wrap it up like I, I do with everybody. And I just want to, you know, set you up here. I mean, you're a brother in Christ and I really, you know, appreciate you. And I just want to hear why you love Jesus so much. Oh, why do I love Jesus so much? I mean, not to not to quote an old Chris Tomlin, Tomlin song, but I, I say thank you, God, for saving me and freeing me um, from the sins that I have committed on my own. But also from um the impacts of sins also done to me. Um, I kind of, I kind of hold both because the sins done to you can de destroy a person and they could also lead a person to their own sins, which is like resentment and unforgiveness and, and stuff like that. So I really, I, I, I thank God for that. And I thank God kind of drawing from Psalm 22 and 23 that even in my affliction, mm -hmm. uh, as the Psalmist talks about that, he, he has heard, my cry the past few years have really just loved and appreciated um psalm 23 verse 5 where it talks about how god prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies and um not to get into the weeds in it but there was there was a situation locally that 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 happened recently in, in my wife's and my family's life that really just we we did feel very afflicted and alone and, and so on and so forth but you know, that, that was, that, that was the time period my, when God sent uh, our son to us and it was such, such a joy, such uplifting. Mm. So yeah, I, I say, thank you, God, for saving us, for, for, for providing for me, for continuing to just love me and care for me, not give up on me. I, I have mm -hmm. plenty of, plenty of sanctification needed to be made. I'm not, I, I, I haven't quote unquote arrived there. And I hope folks never get that impression of me that I'm saying that. Um, I, I, I have to, have to fix stuff and, and get better every single day, just like every other person. So yeah. I thank God for not giving up on me as well. Hey Amen. It's good stuff. Well, if we, uh, tell us, I guess we're Instagram. I mean, did you ever start that blog? Where can we find out more? Where can we see some of those memes? Uh, on, on Telegram right now, uh, if you look up the based department, um, that's, <laughs> that's where I've been, <laughs> I've been, that's where I've been posting some of the memes. Uh, I haven't. I haven't launched the uh, podcast. I have some of the episodes being worked on and recorded, and then I'm gonna. I plan on on dropping some, uh, and then uh, on Instagram. Most social media, I think Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Gab 
if you look up Noah Jesus Freak, or it should be like Noah underscore Jesus Freak, I should be the one who appears. Um, I think Facebook might be also how you find me like that too, but I, cool. mostly those other pages I post on. All right, Noah, I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Thanks a ton. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crypt podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrypt.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crypt, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.